connectors find common ground. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today on the show we have John Maxwell for part three of his message on connecting with people. Connecting with others requires common ground, and that is his message and his point today. I hope you've enjoyed this series. It really meant a lot to me because I really love to connect deeply with people. I'm not really a surfacey kind of person. I like to go deep and really find out what makes others tick and just encourage them and be encouraged just by the fellowship because, man, people are really a blessing. Even the people who are hard in our lives, they are a blessing. And sometimes, you know, God will do something amazing in a relationship when we don't even realize what you know, the relationships there for to begin with. So it's good to give people a chance. It's good to try to connect at deep levels with people in your life. And it ministers not only to them, but it really ministers to you in return. Here's John. The third point that I want to make. Connectors find common ground. What connectors understand is very simple. What they understand is this, that to be effective, they have to go where the people are and know what the people know and participate in where the people are and what they're doing. They they understand that they have to find common ground. Now that's huge. I wish I had time to talk to you about the different avenues that I try to take to find common ground, but just let me say this very, very simply. The great connectors, they find common ground, and then they lift the person to higher ground. Yeah. But you find common ground first. You can't lift a person to higher ground until you get where they are. But the moment that you and I get where they are and we connect with them and we get on the common ground, then what happens? Then we're able to take them to higher ground. And what I mean by higher ground is that we have taken enough time to know them so well that we learn how to lift and encourage them and to put them in a position where they sense that that we look up to them, that we respect them that we value them. So I want to kind of close in the last five and a half minutes by talking to you about common ground. You see, in the Christian community, I walk out here today and you're so kind to me and we're brothers and sisters in Christ and can I tell you, I walk out on common ground with you, amen? Uh, and, and it's all in relationships. The key word in the Christian community is relationships. The blood of Jesus Christ, we're all connected, one brothers and sisters in Christ. Isn't it wonderful? That's the key word in the Christian community, but it's not in the community that I spend 90% of my time with anymore, the business community. You see, my life changed 12 years ago when I was with my publisher, and they just finished doing some research and found out that 65% of my books were read by the secular business market. I was shocked. I never had an idea. Didn't plan it. Didn't think it. At the moment they told me that, I sensed the Spirit of God saying, John, your ministry now must be to people whose church do not even have the church on their radar screen. Get to the secular community. 
I had to make some major adjustments in my life and I can tell you it was huge. Can you imagine all of the illustrations that I used as a pastor? I had the can. Of course, I'm going to secular community. They don't connect, they don't relate. You see, in the secular community, relationship isn't the common ground. It is in the Christian community. In the secular community, the common ground is respect. And you don't get a relationship with them until, you respect, until they respect you. So I had to figure out how could I get their respect? How can I add value to them? How can I teach leadership to them? How can I, how can, how can I, how can I cross that? I never will forget, I was speaking to the largest lumber broker company in the world, Kiowa Island, just senior vice president. It's not a big crowd, maybe 40 or 50 of the major leaders of that company. And I taught them leadership all day, and at the end of the day, one of the senior VPs raised his hand and said, John, your leadership stuff's different than what we're used to hearing. It's kind of fresh. It's, I've not kind of heard this before. He said, do you mind at me asking, where do you get your leadership material? <laughs> I looked at him and smiled and said, you don't want to know. He said, I want to know. I said, trust me, you don't want to know. No, he said, I want to know. I said, trust me, don't ask me. Do, put your hands down. You do not want to know. Every hand is now up. Where do you get your leadership material? I finally said, okay, you press me, you press me. You ask it. I told you you didn't want to know. Everything I know about leadership, I learned from the Bible. And they went, oh. I said, I told you you didn't want to know. But since you ask, I told you, and I'll be at the cocktail hour at 6 to 30. If you got any questions about God, I'll just hang in the corner. Come and see me. The line never stopped. And all of a sudden, I understood the incredible, one of the greatest days of my life was when I realized I could take a biblical principle, not put a verse on it, but teach the principle, and God would speak to hearts. Now, so I continually, I continually, I continually seek for common ground. One last quick story on finding common ground. I won't give you the name of the company nor the name of the CEO because you know both of them, but it would be one of the top 50 companies in America. I got an email from his daughter that said, my dad is far away from God. She is a believer, but he reads your books. I would like to give him for his Christmas present a lunch with you. Would you mind doing that? We made the arrangements. I went and had lunch with him. I liked him a lot. What a wonderful guy, way from God, way far from God. What a wonderful guy. He said, I want you to come and speak for my company. So we started that little journey. I'd come in and speak for his company, the international company. They'd bring in the cop people, and I'd talk to them. And every time he'd say, John, what do I need to do for you? I said, nothing. I just, I'm just hanging with you. After the second year, he couldn't handle it anymore. I'd just spoken to his senior VPs around the world, and he said, come on up to my office. We'll have lunch in my office. So I went into his office, and he closed the door, and he looked at me. He said, uh, what do you want? I said, what do you mean, what do I want? He said, what do you want? I said, well, I don't want anything. He said, oh, yeah, you want something. Everybody wants something from me. What do you want? I said, well, I think you ought to have one friend in life that doesn't want anything from you. I don't need anything from you. I just want to be your friend. I, when you see me, I just want to think, my name's John, and I'm your friend, and I don't want anything. He said, you're kidding me. I said, no. I'll call him Ralph. His name wasn't Ralph, but I said, Ralph, I'm hoping that I'll hang with you long enough and help you long enough 
and add value to you long enough that someday you won't be able to stand it. And you'll ask me about my faith. But I said, I want to tell you something. You're going to have to beg for it. <laughs> well, he said, oh, no, no, no. He, typical CEO. He said, tell me now. Tell me. I'm ready to listen. Tell me. Here. Tell me about your faith. I said, no, 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 no. I'm not telling you about my faith. I said, you're not ready. No, 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 no. Let's eat. Come on, let's have lunch. Let's have lunch. Let's, we don't know. We said, when are you going to tell me about it? I said, not now. It'll be a while. You're not ready. Well, I'm ready. How do you know I'm not ready? I'm asking you. I, trust me. You're not ready. Let's eat. So we ate. For the next year and a half, I saw him probably on the average of every other month. And no matter what we were doing, playing golf or what it was, he'd say, John, hey, I'm ready. I'm ready. I said, no, you aren't. No, 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 you're not ready. Hit the ball, hit the ball. <laughs> One day he called me. Can you grab lunch with me tomorrow? I really need to see you. Sure. Went down to have lunch with him. He said, my wife's got cancer. It's not good. Could you tell both of us about your faith? I said, you're getting close. Would I have an opportunity to meet with you and your wife? Yeah. We met. I shared my faith. They were beautifully, beautifully brought into the family of God. Six months later, we're having lunch, and he was so proud. He, now, you got to understand, this is a huge company, a lot on the line. He said, John, the best day I've ever had with my board. Best day? What happened? Today I told them I was a Christian. Father, I would ask that you would help us to be wise prayerful, strategic in connecting with people because eternity hangs in the balance. Amen. That was John Maxwell, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under John Maxwell, How to Connect with Others. You can also find out more information about him and his amazing ministry and all his great books and um, products and different things that he sells because he is just a really anointed man of God. But you can find those things on his website at johnmaxwell.com. Well, that is all I have for you today. I will see you again tomorrow for another episode. I hope you have an amazing day and that you are encouraged to go out and take your mountain. Jesus, God bless.